Good day, everyone, and welcome to the Grumpy Old Gamers podcast. You can't teach an old gamer new tricks. I'm Ryan, and with me is my good friend Rob, and there's a third with us today. We have a special guest with us, uh, Chris Chipman. He's from the, uh, he's got a few podcasts he's part of, so he's from uh, Shooting the... Oh, thanks, uh, Ryan. Yeah, thanks. I put a little, I put a little pause now. there. I, I put a little pause there so you can bleep that. <laughs> oh, he, I, t- I take it you're not the editor. <laughs> uh, Talkbuster is another one of his podcasts. Uh, Creating Geeks and the Chipman Brothers Tangent Podcast. Yes. Welcome, Chris. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. And um, even though, uh, you know, I was afraid that you'd be angry because I stole your name. Uh, <laughs> Didn't mean to, but um, for, for those for those that have never heard of me before, welcome. I'm so happy to be reaching out to new people and to hopefully help you guys reach out to some people on my end, too. Um, I did a panel at PAX East and used your name, and I didn't mean to, and I want to make sure uh, people know that, you know, we both exist separately and are awesome <laughs> and also just have a good time. Funny thing about the shooting the hmm <laughs> um, hmm my 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 friend my friend in Nash at work loves my shows and when I started that one he's like Chris Chris why did you do this and I was like what and he goes you used a bad word in the name of one of your shows I said we use bad words in my shows all the time he goes Chris says my wife and I share a computer and you know I'm very religious so I had to tell I had to tell her the name of that show was shooting the breeze. <laughs> And I was like, all right. So actually, when I had to do a Facebook ad, I made a different version of it because Facebook um, uh, wouldn't allow my ad to run. That's a right, shooting right. breeze. And I, I just thought it was a funny play on words. It didn't didn't know it would get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you guys so much for having me on. Yeah, we were uh, we recorded on your show last week and had a blast. And yeah. we were eagerly awaiting this, this episode. So um, other housekeeping, it's Easter long weekend. Uh, got a four four day long weekend, so I'm super stoked about that. And I'm not on call, so that's always a <laughs> that's always a bonus. Um, yeah. So you know what? We're just gonna move right along here. We're gonna head right into news. And uh, first thing on the docket is uh, Saints Row. They've announced, or Saints Row the Third has uh, announced a remaster coming to PS4, Xbox, and uh, PC. So I know they've been pumping these remasters out, but uh, I don't know. I haven't even tried one of these. So is it like a GTA style game or? It, it is. It is. So Saints Row is like, you know how GTA, when they got into the online version of GTA, it became, you know, very fan sourced and people could just be as goofy and as crazy and over the top with character creation, everything as they wanted. Yeah. But GTA itself in the main game, even though it was over the top, if you played the game as a narrative, it was kind of still real world rules, like, you know, kind of moving into Fast and the Furious territory, but more like Scarface, you know, in a video game land. Um, Saints Row just kind of said, you know what, this is fantasy and insane and bug nuts the whole time. Okay. So Saints Row was just goofy from the start. And that, that's kind of the difference between the two. Other than that, it basically is just Grand Theft Auto. It's it's Grand Theft Auto by way of... Um, by way of just admitting that it's a video game. I think it's even pretty fourth wall breaking, if I recall, in acknowledging that it's a video game when you play it. Kind of like Grand Theft Auto by way of Deadpool would be the way. That oh, okay. I, yeah. Okay. 
Okay, that's yeah, that's awesome. I I mean, I've watched the trailers for it, and it does it does look like crazy. So I've been it's very uh, silly. I've been eyeing that uh, the second one on the Switch there. Every time it comes up on sale, I'm like, ah, do I pull the trigger on that or haven't yet? Does so. it seem just a bit early? Like this was on the PS3 and the Xbox 360 originally, right? Does it seem like I know they're doing a lot of remasters, but are they getting to the point where it was already a high def game already? Like how much more? Mm, right. Um, how much more can it be remastered? Yeah. Should they give it a couple generations before they can do a remaster? Or is this just kind of like, Hey, we're going to re-release a game, charge 80 bucks and uh, just make a, a bunch of easy money. Cause people will buy this again. They see remaster, they see San Francisco. It's going to be, it's going to do well, but uh, I mean, we, all bought Super Mario All Stars, right? It's <laughs> oh, that's dude. a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, you know what? I have I have Mario Brothers one, two, and three bought on like so many Nintendo systems. Like pretty much every chance I have to buy it, it, it it's like some weird compulsion. I'm like, yeah, I, I may want to play this on my 3ds or right. Sky Skyrim on 12 different systems. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> And, and Skyrim, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm just getting this because I can. Yeah. You, yeah. I, I need it. <laughs> There's a lot of games like that for the Switch where it's like, it's it's not necessarily the best version of it. Usually it isn't. But the ability to be able to play it in your hands, it's yeah. just like, I've got to see this. Because... When, I, when I picked up and played Skyrim unlocked and like got like a half an hour in and went, am I really doing this right now? Yeah, yeah you bet. Because they they went, I mean, it seemed like it went from. Now, granted, the, the Wii U, you know, had that handheld component mm-hmm. that was great. You know, mm-hmm. I won't take that away from it. But it seems like we went from the 3DS to you have an yeah. Xbox 360 in your hands. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Like it's just like, wait a minute, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, um, speaking of Switch, that's a great segue into our next story. Um, Disco Elysium has announced that they're uh, going to be releasing it on the Switch. And, uh, man, I, ca- I really can't wait to play this game. Um, I know it's coming to the PS4 and uh, Xbox One as well. Um, and, I mean, I could have maybe pulled the trigger on PC. I don't know. Like, I don't think it's a graphical uh, powerhouse. So I think uh, I would have been all right. But, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to pick it up on Switch. Yeah, I'm actually looking at it for the first time. I've heard a ton about it, and this is the first time I'm looking at it, and it looks way up my alley. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, it basically... It came out of nowhere, too. Like, when yeah. it dropped, everyone was just like, where'd this game come from, and, and why did we not hear about it? And it's... You know what I think we need a current-gen version of? What's like, that? Not a remaster, but just a brand-new game. Jet Grind Radio. Oh, oh absolutely, yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Yeah. If you want to you want to lick a psychedelic toad and play a video game, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Man, when my uh like my buddy had the Dreamcast and he got that. Yeah. When that game came right out and oh man, like we like that was one of those ones we'd put it in at like nine PM and then like next thing we know the sun's coming up. It's yep. like, exactly. It was and for ridiculous. some reason you're on the rooftops fighting like an alien octopus <laughs> and you don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and taking a very, you know, um 
<laughs> taking an interest in uh, tagging everything too. You, you're going to buy spray paint and. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> huh. I all of a sudden have a strange need to wear earphones not connected to anything and rollerblade a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, they could get they could get beats by Dr. Dre to uh there you ooh, go to working in there you go, go. Yeah. money oh. money 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 <laughs> um so the PS5 announced their controller this week the <laughs> Dual Sense and um you know as, as expected it was kind of met with ridicule um there's some great great memes out there where people were oh, photoshopping. Yeah. Photoshopping pictures into it. My favorite one was uh, one of the rebels from Star Wars. They they made it into his helmet, like from the opening of the movie, the white helmet. Oh, the stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you bet. No, no, the rebel. The, the rebel. rebel one, oh no, the one I guess were, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I see the it. I see it. Where they looked like they had the colander on their head. Yeah. So they showed a guy like <laughs> with that. Uh, but I mean, it's an impressive looking controller, like. And if when you read what it can do, man, oh man, like it's going to be a thing. It really is going to be a thing. No, the layout's awesome, and it's it it's amazing to see. I think you know when 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 we've talked before, um, controllers are are an incredibly weird thing, right? And Sony Sony kind of created the next generation of intuitive controller design. So to yeah. see them even take a tiny bit of a departure from that. It's still a Sony controller. There's no way around it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's going to feel great to hold. You can already tell. Um, but it's a lot more shaped like an Xbox controller. Yes. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And it's interesting, um, just with the analog sticks in the Sony locations. Yeah. yeah I like well, how I mean, they... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say I like that they actually put a mic into this into this one. Yes, I agree with that. That that seems to be something that uh, that should have been a while ago already. But yeah. that that should have been this current gem. I mean, kind of forcing everybody to still buy headsets to plug into your controller. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, it 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 does kind of look like though the Wii kind of tried to infect a Sony controller. Ooh, yep. Yeah, you can <laughs> it has that, that yep. like yep. the color palette. Yeah. Um, yep. But speaking of that, as a quick aside, just because you bring up the microphone, did any of you guys ever play for the Wii um, Silent Hill Shattered Memories? No, I had no idea there was a Silent Hill game. Okay, yeah. until you just so, mentioned it. So, so I, I hate to take an aside, just the controller made me think of it. But you know yep. how the Wii had a microphone, uh, sorry, yep. a speaker built into it. Yeah. yeah so in the, in this game. They basically remade, and I'm going to say a very loose remake, of Silent Hill 1, in that you're a guy and you lose your daughter. After that, the game is a complete departure from any of the other Silent Hill games. It kind of exists on its own. But you're basically, you play the game as this guy looking for his daughter, and then every segment of the game, you're being um, psychologically evaluated by a psychiatrist, but you don't get to see who it is. And that's oh. kind of the reveal, the twist at the end of the game and who has been in the psychiatrist chair the whole time. Yeah. I won't blow it because I really think this game, it's a short game and it's really worth playing or watching a Let's Play because it's sure. the best of Silent Hill. It's less violent and more just creepy than the games right. often were. But what they did is because it was on the Wii, the Wii remote became your flashlight. So, the, oh. so you'd look around 
And depending on what you looked at and how you interacted with things, your psych evaluation at the end of the game changed, which was really cool. But something you could do is you, you'd have to make phone calls in the game to get information. So your Wii remote ends up being your cell phone. So a cell phone thing goes up on the screen and you dial a number and then you have to hold it up and actually hear the phone call through the remote. Well, if you look in the Konami strategy guide that came with, or the, you know, the instructions, this is for Konami support. If you read it, it's a phone number from in the game. It doesn't have an area code. And if okay. you call it, it, a lady comes up and goes, thank you for calling Konami customer support. Do you have any questions about the game that you've bought? And then she waits a minute like you're going to say something and goes, I'm sorry. We've noticed with GPS global positioning system that you're in Silent Hill. There's no helping you. Click. <laughs> and you're just like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and that just blew me away. That they oh, that did that. Fantastic. That is unreal. But yeah, that, that game, 100%, if you've never heard of it, it also released in the PS2, um, but it it, it it had to be played on the Wii. It was just sure. a perfect use of those so, motion controls. I've, I've seen it. Um, I've seen it posted on local sales boards, mm-hmm. and it's like um, one of those $100, $120 games. Yeah. It's a, it's a rarity. So, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. You have a Wii? You have a Wii? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You bet. Okay. I wonder how much it would cost for me to mail a Wii game. Are we the same region? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. that <laughs> offline. Maybe maybe <laughs> okay. maybe maybe you can borrow it because I've I've beat it like six times. Okay. <laughs> oh nice. It's it's nice. it's fantastic. But I'm Noah. So um yeah. Sorry for that quick aside. But it, it, no, no. the other thing the other thing that I really liked is Silent Hill was never known for having the best combat. Oh yeah. And even though the combat's fun and intense, it's clunky. And that was kind of the point of it. This game forgoes the combat. And when it changes into the Silent Hill world, you just have to run and hide. And so you have to get oh. from point A to point B and not get attacked. So you can, like, go and hide in a locker. And you can use the motion controls to toss, like, barrels behind you to get in the way of the stuff that's chasing you. It's just insane. And I don't know why they never made another one, because it was such a departure. And <laughs> and this is what the PlayStation 5 controller makes me think of. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> so just from looking at the picture, I mean, they only release this one picture, but that's a top-down view. Yep. The, bu- the buttons on the right are raised, right? Looks like it. Uh, you know, I kind of wondered if they were. Oh, I guess there's this one side picture. They are raised a bit. Okay. They're raised Never a bit. Never mind. Okay. Because that front down. Be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, it's, yeah, it's a bad picture. And supposedly, you can get an all-black controller as well. But they chose this one to be the one they show, which is really weird. So I wonder if it the... looks... The side view, the ISO view looks really yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 The um. So I wonder if they went with this, if they're, if they're really going to depart, and when they finally reveal the, the PS5 you can buy, if it's going to be white. Oh. Do you remember the white PS2? Yes. When they did yeah. that, that, that looked the really glacier. cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, it's uh, a sick-looking controller, actually. I wonder what that little thing in the center is for. Like, why is the controller extra tall? Like, What's that for? Like which part? The little like HUD above the. It looks like there should be a screen. Well, I wonder if that's going to be like the touch. The That'll be the touch, touch pad again. Yeah. That, that, that's cool. Okay, that that makes sense. It's just it's yeah. very 
ergonomic and cool. Yes. It looks yeah. like it's floating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it always ends up being like a giant map button because no yeah. one used it on the PS4 either, but or very few people did, I guess. Yeah, but. it's always your map button. <laughs> All right, so uh, some news came out this week that made me so freaking happy. So <laughs> freaking happy. Another free update to No Man's Sky. So um, I took, I've taken, a, I had taken a little break. Probably I haven't played it in almost two months because I put 160 hours into it and then <laughs> decided I should probably play some other stuff. Um, so I picked it up again yesterday, and uh, yeah, I didn't have enough money to build my mech yet, but I'm working on it. And the muscle memory is just finally coming back after an hour or two of the controls. So, oh, yeah, this looks cool. Yeah, I uh, so I didn't jump into No Man's Sky until after the big 2.0 update. So I didn't I didn't get all the jank before that, but I just fell in love with this game. Like like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> It looks amazing. I've never played it. I, I, The only current-gen system I have is a Switch, so I've only lived vicariously through others. But... Uh, so I also, I, Rob, even today, because it was such a special occasion, I yep. broke out the VR headset for it. Yeah. You, can play the, you can play this in <laughs> VR, too. So played an hour or so in yeah. VR, and uh, yeah, I'm so happy about it. I can't wait to play some more. <laughs> the game yeah, the going Sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, the Exomechs just look incredible. I'm I'm just gushing over the 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 uh, link here. You you can go. I'm sorry. Oh no worries. I was gonna say this has got it. No Man's Sky has to be the biggest redemption story in video games for going from yeah biggest disappointment to re- totally redeeming themselves to consistently bringing out new content for free. And uh, it's gone from being a, a laughing stock to a game that everyone speaks highly about, and it's uh, it's really cool to see. And the fact that they didn't charge people for all these updates to get it to where it was going to go as well, you know, they're yeah. still rewarding people who paid it. Um, gives me hope that Anthem might eventually do that, but uh, yeah, we're waiting. Yeah, yeah. They say it's happening. I hope so. I hope they so. They say it's happening. <laughs> um, yeah. So No Man's Sky, like, I look at it as kind of like the adult version of Minecraft. Like, Mm. I just spend my time, I go from planet to planet building little bases, and then I, you know, collect a bunch of resources. Yeah, it's it's, it's a puttering game for me. Like, there's no real, there is a story, and I don't don't play the story. I I just explore. Did you guys ever play, um, talking about, you know, going from a, taking a game and what you think you could do with it versus the future we're living in now where you can have a game like No Man's Sky where you just said, I just putter from planet to planet building stuff. Um, do you remember Colony Wars yes. on the PlayStation 1? It was PlayStation 1, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you the, game, well. the game that, like, basically, it was it was a shooter. It was a space shooter. Yeah, and yeah like a Wing Commander se- kind of sh- shooting. Right? Yeah, and I loved it. And then the sequels had a thing where you could be in space – and just go, I want to go to that planet. And the game literally, you, you could fly for, you know, 45 minutes and go into the atmosphere and land on that planet. And it's just like awesome. on PlayStation 1. Like, I don't know how they pushed that out of that system. That's crazy. <laughs> you couldn't really do anything. It's just like they were like, you can do it. 
Like, yeah. it had nothing to do with the level you were playing, but it was still really cool. <laughs> do you remember, uh, speaking of that, like a, a game called Star Control 2? Yes. Yeah, I, I remember just going in hyperspace and just going for, like, 15 minutes, and then you're across the galaxy, and like you said, land on planets and uh, mine, and, like, it was just completely open world as long as you had fuel to get there, right? And it, I always wish that game got a better sequel, too, but no. Yeah. Yeah, that's neither here nor there, I guess. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see that. All right, moving uh, right along here. I derailed so, that. I apologize. That's no, a... no. Hey, that's what we're all about, man. You know that. <laughs> you know, talking to me, you're going to talk about 10 different things besides what we're supposed to be talking about. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the LEGO Super Mario sets, um, the one set went on pre-sale this week. Yeah, so the, um, the Mario set... Um, the, the one Mario set went on pre-order this week. And uh, so we're just talking. So uh, looking at the box here, Rob, I think the eyes do move as well. So the chest and the eyes do stuff. Yeah, they do. It. it looks so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And then be, there's these two other sets that are in the article here. Um, they'll be they'll go live for pre-order in August. But um, yeah, like... So that's sixty bucks American. So Canadian, yep. that's what two eighteen thousand dollars. Yeah, three yeah, hundred dollars. So. Um, <laughs> That'd be honestly, it'd be about ninety ninety five. That should be. Yeah. I think it's seven seven to. Man, oh man. Ten, yeah. It, I I still want so to. Outside of the fact that Lego can get away with just charging astronomical prices for everything they make, which. Is, is how I feel because I love Lego. If I yep. if I gave a turnaround in the room here, you'd see I've got the Ghostbusters Firehouse and the oh, Disney nice. Castle and uh, awesome. <laughs> the, the Saturn V rocket. Now, I'm I'm I, I'm a Lego guy. I mean the shirt, right? This oh, is sure, the yeah. patent. That's the patent. Um, I'm out of my mind. Um, but what I loved, a lot of like hardcore Lego fans, you know, were well, what? This is stupid. This is a kid's thing. And I'm like, dude, like it's Mario. If you have a Mario Lego set, I don't care how old you are, it, it, it it's gonna be like Spaceballs. No, sir, I didn't see you playing with your dolls again. I'm gonna take <laughs> Mario and make him jump through the damn Mario thing. Like that's yeah, what absolutely. I'm gonna do. And yeah. so f- the fact that they said, you know what, we're gonna make we're gonna make new tech. If it's Nintendo and Lego teaming together, we're gonna make something new and different. So when you play with it, it's actually gonna interact. I think is a super cool idea. Absolutely. So it's Labo all over again. Oh, I love Labo so much. Like, you know, like, you know, the adult going, I'm not, that's dumb, that's a kid's thing. But I, I'm definitely going to play it. I'm definitely going to play it, though, yeah. <laughs> also, I, I also wanted to mention that Rob's actually such a big Lego fan that he changed his last name, too. It's true. <laughs> Lego made my life a living hell in school. That's uh... <laughs> Did I tell uh, you on the last show, I think it was either you guys or someone else, did I tell you that I worked with a guy named Ronald McDonald? Oh, man. Did I tell you guys this? No. no. Oh, so his, he went by Frank. <laughs> his name was Ronald Francis McDonald. And he went by Frank. And I had no idea his name was Ronald until I saw, you know, like an official like thing at the company. And I go, hey, you know, he goes, I was born two years before Ronald McDonald was introduced. Oh. And I'm like, oh. He said, but he made it fun. He basically said that... Uh, you know, if I wrote a term paper in an economics class, it would be about McDonald's. 
So I'd find a way to work it in. So by Ronald McDonald just to get a laugh out of people. And he said that part of the reason why he ended up getting all the certifications and stuff, he, he became like a collector of certifications. Like he'd go, oh, I'll get, you know, this one while I work at this company. So it could say these certifications belong to Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Wasn't there that great commercial by uh, Burger King when they introduced they were doing breakfast? And it was all the people saying um, that they loved their breakfast more than McDonald's. And it was all people named Ronald McDonald, like yep. in the commercial. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah. All over the place today, folks. Yeah. That's what you good. get with me. Yeah. I, I, I hope it's not disappointing. Oh, no. The, oh, not at all. This is it's good TV right here. <laughs> it's like a Robin Williams joke. It just keeps circling back on yep. itself. Yeah. Yep, you bet. So uh, Google Stadia offering two free months to everyone to try. Yep. What's uh, what's your view on the old Stadia there, Chris? So, I mean, I've, I love the idea of people trying to make their own thing. Um, you know, the Google Stadia seemed like it was going to be a great thing. Um, I like the idea of Google getting into video games because Google controls everything else. So they're either going to become a developer or they're going to make their own thing. But um, I don't know. I, I mean, is that going to be the way of the world? My brother and I talked about this. Is it going to be at some point that all of these companies are just going to work through some HUD instead of having their own console? Is it going to be that it's no longer going to be the Sony PlayStation? It's going to be the Google Sony Blu-ray player slash you know, online web store, you know, and maybe this is the way they get there. Maybe this quarantine is Google's leg up, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. But um, I haven't played a stadium myself, but I, I know some people that have, and they said that it, when it works, it works very well. Oh yeah. Yep. I'm actually, uh, I'm a, I'm a founder here myself. So I got oh, the, yeah, that's uh, the, awesome. the pack there and I was super excited. Um, And that's the best way to describe it is that when it works, it works really well, mm-hmm. um, but there are just a series of gotchas and a series of things like, why is this not working? Like, the ability to stream it is great, and it's great for people who don't have powerful computers, but why does it not work on 80% of the Android devices? Why does it not work on <laughs> iOS yet? Why does it not... <laughs> like, these are all things that, like, man, if they'd launched with this... Um, but I've... The uh, the I think you're bang on about the two months free. Like this is the time now. Like if you're going to make another run at it, because otherwise Xbox is going to eat your lunch when they launch that X Cloud, mm-hmm. and GeForce Now is already doing it, or they're they're already making a good run at it. This is the time to say, look, everyone, get two months, try it out, um, and because they've got some good some good games in there now. Like you get, um, I think there's like 10 or 12 free ones that are in the Stadia Pro level right now that you can play for free just by signing up for this. It's oh, cool. some great games. Um, it the latency they got even from the beginning the latency problems there wasn't it wasn't too bad. Um, probably shouldn't have said 60k or sorry 4k 60 fps because that was never wow. true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah, yeah. like. Um, and to most of us, like, honestly, it's not a big deal because if you could have done 1080, said 1080p at 60 frames a second, most people would be like, cool, that's great. But when they go and say, nope, we're going to have HDR working, we're going to have 4K, it's going to look just like you're playing on an Xbox uh, One X. No, 
it never looks mm -hmm. like that but it looks good at what it does so um hopefully they uh they get it all working here and get some sort of a fan base uh what about you ryan did you end up signing for your two months there or i didn't really sign up yet but but seriously chris well there, this is on like you're on a laptop right now right yeah yeah seriously just load it up on there and see what it can do it it's kind of mind-blowing no, I, I kind of want to because I have I have a Surface, so it's not it's not a not powerful laptop. Yeah. But um, I, I remember my my laptop can play the new Resident Evil 2 kind of well. Okay. But my my okay. my buddy at work was like, oh, I have a GeForce Live or whatever it's called account. Let me show you. And he logged in and then turned Resident Evil up to like top. And I went, yeah. My little computer can do this because it's not your computer doing it. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> my uh -huh. little computer can do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird, weird time, man. Like it's, yeah. I mean, I was playing, I was playing Destiny Two on my PC here, and like it's a seven-year-old PC, so it's not current by any means, and it ran smooth. It looked unreal. Like I was. And I you're was, running that through Stadia. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. And is that yeah. one of the games you can play for free in Stadia right now? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause did cause I, have to I, go? Like, I I I like that game. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the it, it it was one of the like like free launch titles. So yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure if you have if you've played it elsewhere, um, one of the things of Destiny is that your account loads up everywhere wherever you log into it. So if you played it on something, all that stuff carries over. This is the benefit. I had forgotten that Steam launched with Half-Life 2. And so I loaded a Steam account to get the Jackbox thing in Resident Evil 2 mm -hmm. on here. And I went, mm -hmm. and it goes, hey, by the way, you haven't played Half-Life 2 in 12 years. <laughs> um, but your game is saved. And guess what? In that time period, all this other content comes with Half-Life 2 now. And I went, oh, so now I have all the Counter-Strike games and all this other stuff. And I'm nice. like, cool, right, right. <laughs> because you had to wait so long for Half-Life 2. Yep. Oh. <laughs> so uh, this next story I shared just for you, Rob. Um, oh. Obsidian's new game, Grounded, where you're, uh, you're shrunken children in a backyard and you got to make it from one end to the other. Arachnophobia uh, mode. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna have arachnophobia <laughs> mode. They're not saying how the what they're gonna replace the spiders with yet, but uh, um, I laughed when it's like they're like maybe it'll be snakes, clowns, or public speaking. There you go. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be <laughs> public speaking. It's like Honey I Shrunk the Kids, the game. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It looks yeah. pretty cool. It looks. So really did did either of you gentlemen know that Disney World? In, in Florida, very for about eight years after Honey I Shrunk the Kids came out, so that was like what 1989, had a Honey I Shrunk the Kids experience, oh, and it was I, just a kids, had, it was a kids playground, but built to look like you were tiny in someone's backyard. Yeah. Like there was a slide, there was a Kodak film container with the film coming down. It's not there anymore, but I, I went and it was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> they have the giant Legos you can climb up in, and oh, it, nice. it was so yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it looks great. I like, uh, I mean, Obsidian did a great job with, um, uh, oh my God, Trainwreck, Gone, Name of, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds, yeah. A little known game. Outer Worlds, yeah. A little known game called Outer (laughs) Worlds. Yeah, no one one plays it, so. (laughs) (laughs) I get these derailments all the time, man. It's it's horrible. It's horrible getting old. (laughs) So the reason Ryan mentioned about the arachnophobia and mentioning to me is because I'm notorious for freaking out over spiders in video games. I don't mind them in real life. But I don't yeah. have any bug. But in video games, I they're the worst enemy. And I <laughs> The Shelob level in one of the Lord of the Rings games that came out after the movie messed me up. And I don't sure. have a spider problem. And yeah. I couldn't make it it just it was the noise. It was like you know the bugs in the Dark Crystal make that like Yes. The game had that and I'm like, nope, I can't do it. I can't. I'm done. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing this. <laughs> Fun stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Overwatch next week, they're adding um, a new character. And they're adjusting their hero pools for ranked play. So that's, uh, that's big news for people. Um, I haven't played Overwatch in a little bit, but it was fun when I played it. Yeah, I've never played Over- Overwatch. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's really good if you like a good first-person shooter. Oh, I do. One one of the jokes in when Bob and I put our panel together was we showed a clip of Overwatch, Anthem, and Destiny, and said <laughs> we don't know which one is which. <laughs> Just as a joke, and got a raucous explosion yeah, from awesome. the crowd. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and all these one-word names, like it's like okay, yep. <laughs> and and it's funny because after I at least two of those I've played now, and I get why they're different, but just visually, it's like which one is this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, the port on the Switch is excellent if you see it available. For which game? Uh, Overwatch. There's an Overwatch port on the Switch. Yes, sir. Oh. Yeah. Dude, um. I when I got the the uh, port of Doom, not Doom Eternal, but the the, the mm-hmm. 2016 Doom, yeah. I think it was on yeah. the Switch. That game, I have never seen a Nintendo console make a more. Pre- I'm like, it looks so good. How is this Nintendo? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. It does. It does. It looks really good. That was a fantastic game, by the way. Yeah, for, uh, um, a couple episodes ago we were talking about that. I I got it for the Switch, and I uh, I don't know. I bounced off it hard. Like I put oh, an wow. hour, yeah, uh, on the Switch, yeah. But then with Doom Eternal coming up, um, and I saw it was on Game Pass, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take another run at this. People love it. I got had to have been missing something, and yeah, it must have just been the mood that day or something. Cause yeah, I put a bunch of hours in on the Xbox there, and. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Doom, in, in, until going back and playing that Doom game, I hadn't realized how much the Doom series had been influenced back onto itself from Metroid Prime. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you know, because Doom was always ahead of its time. I mean, there were, there were it, it, was, it was kind of the, the Half-Life approach, right? There's puzzles and there's things. It's not just run around and shoot. And so to see when, when I, when I booted this game up, I was like, this is like playing a Metroid prime game. 
I didn't uh, realize Doom and Metroid Prime had so much in, in common. Yeah. Now that you mention it, yeah, I totally even didn't even think about that. Also, uh, right before Doom Eternal came out on the Switch there, uh, Doom 1, 2, and 3, I bought all three of them for like eight bucks. Like Now, now we need Quake. <laughs> we need Quake 3. And right. I'll be so happy. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Quake 3. The very first online video game I ever played mm-hmm. was Quake 3 logging in through my dial-up modem on my Dreamcast. Ooh. And I was... Oh. And, and, and people talk about cross-console play. Sega was the first one you could play against people on the PC. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. It was terrible. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> but but I was still playing against people playing on the PC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Huh. Yeah. Uh, the Dreamcast making yeah. uh they they did a they did first of all so many things. It's yeah, first shame. first but not best of so no. many things. And there was the problem. <laughs> we we did it so you didn't have to. That's right. They worked everything else out. Sea man. Oh. <laughs> oh, that games are running joke. Oh man. <laughs> did you did you see in the panel with Bob where I brought that up? And this was not like a bit. Bob just stops and goes, it, it, we, we, we did it because we just get along so, so well, play off each other. He goes, Chris, 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 I thought you told me Seaman was a dream. And I was like, guys, 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 stop telling Bob Seaman is real. No, Bob, what did we say? What did we say? No, it never existed. <laughs> <laughs> it can't hurt you, Bob. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're just the freakiest looking abominations. That's uh... <laughs> oh man, awesome. Good job. Uh, so uh, Beat Saber, have you uh, have you had a Yay! chance to play Beat Saber, Chris? It's the old. It's the old. So, so I've I've only played two VR games in my life. Okay. Um, and Beat Saber was one of them, and yeah. I'm a rhythm yeah. game freak, mm-hmm. and I love it. So so my buddy Jim. Um, he works for a local cable access multimedia television place. And so he came over to a party back when, you know, we were allowed to all be in the same house together. And, oh, good old uh, days. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he brought it in and he goes, Chris, I, I, you know, I have an Oculus. And I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. I, I've, I've never played a VR game. This will be fun. I mean, I've, you know, I've played like the arcade versions of VR. Yeah, games. Yeah. I haven't played them in a long time. And I'm like, oh, this will be great. And so he first he set up the demo. He, he put a plank in the middle of the floor, which is I guess one of the demo games. It's called Plank, and it can be a plank of any size. This is what I thought. This is when like there's something about VR when you interact with a real thing that then mm-hmm. they put into the VR game. I don't know if you guys have done this yet, but you take the the, the controller and the, the handheld part, and you tap a corner of the plank and then the opposite corner on the other end of the plank. And it puts that size into the game. And then you get in an elevator and go 90 stories up over a city and walk out on the plank. And I I took off my socks and did it with bare feet. Yeah. So I could feel the plank. And let me tell you, even though the game, you know, didn't look like, you know, it wasn't, you know, it's a low res, you know, game just meant to try out the gear having my feet touching a real plank that i could feel and feeling the edges of it and hearing the wind and looking down i was 
friggin' terrified. And then for our arachnophobia um, in video games friends, they have one called spider cake. And what they do is they put a cake out on the end of the plank, and when you get to it and pick up the cake, a spider jumps out. (laughs) And then you fall. (laughs) But then he turned on Beat Saber, and he goes, and I know you're a rock band fan, so why didn't wait until you try Beat Saber? And it was everything I could have ever wanted it to be. Because I'm playing, and he goes, no, Chris, move. And I go, what do you mean move? He goes, see that wall coming up? Move. And I'm like, I still have to play and move out of the way of the wall? This is great. It was just I mean, a fantastic game. A lot of the tracks, uh, like, I was already sweating. Like, I, yeah. uh, I, I was, uh, I put on the VR headset yeah. with all intention of uh, loading this up and trying it out today to see what it was like. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'll have to report back on that one. It's just a great game. And it, it's one of those things, like, I can be taken in by a good gimmick, and that gimmick works. I want to play a, I haven't played a real VR game yet. You know, Beat Saber oh, is yeah. you know, Beat Saber is a great game, but I'm talking like you know, I I guess there's games you can play that are like full on games. I think Half Life just came out with yeah. one, right? Yeah, Half Life is supposed to be yeah. groundbreaking, right? It's uh. So you know what? I actually I just thought of something. So we were talking about uh, harmonics uh, last time we got together. So they actually have uh, a rhythm game in VR called Autica. Oh, oh, hey. Yeah, and you you have two guns, and you're like, you're like shooting shooting <laughs> things to a rhythm. Yeah, I want it. I want it now. I want it in my eyes. <laughs> hey, so speaking speaking of technology that never went anywhere, because I'm really happy that VR is finally back and seems to be sticking around, because so many people have tried VR and and failed. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Nintendo. Um, <laughs> but uh, um. Do you do you remember or did you see that for a short period of time when 3D TVs first came out that Sony had this amazing idea they made a TV yes where yes. the 3D worked so you could change the stereoscopic to be one set of glasses mm-hmm. both of you looking at the same screen but you get a full screen of one player and yeah. the other guy gets full did that take off did it no. just die just it died. did why not that is the best <laughs> freaking idea i've ever heard uh, absolutely um i tried the demo they had it at the the best buy and i was blown away by it's it it was perfect it didn't just work it worked perfect yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and then but it only like they sold they put out sony branded like playstation tvs and with the glasses as a set and that's kind of where it died it never really oh, went beyond such that. Such a bummer. Just that, a couple, that was couple years too early. Yeah. I think it'll come back. That that'll make its way back, especially if they find a way to do like four stereoscopic lenses, and then you can do like four people. You can do GoldenEye local, but with one TV. Yeah. <laughs> that would be unreal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So our last bit of news is uh some Cyberpunk 2077. Um. Ooh. Yeah. I I'm anxiously waiting to try this but uh there's not going to be a next gen version available when um when the ps5 and the the new ps5 and xbox launch it's gonna it's gonna come out like with the updated graphics later so but uh if you read in the article um there um cd project red is still standing by that like if you buy a copy for your xbox one 
you're just going to be able to take that copy to your Series X and all future upgrades are included. Oh, good good for them. That's yeah. the right way to do it. That's the right but way to do it. It's not happening on the PlayStation. Uh, or there, there hasn't been any talk of it yet. Oh, so, really? Yeah. That's a great-looking has... game. I, I, I want to play yes. that game. Yeah. Yeah, I, again, anxiously awaiting. Um, hopefully it doesn't get delayed. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. Bad, bad time with the human malware for uh, stuff getting delayed. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Rob, we'll go to you first. Sure. What you, what you been playing this week? Well, we were talking about uh, Google Stadia earlier, and so I renewed my uh, two months there just to see what the new games are that came out since then. And uh, it's not a new game, obviously, but it's a it's a game called Steam World Dig Two. Ooh, yes. And, um, man, I, I'm trying to think of a good way to describe this game. It is a Metroidvania, Woo-hoo! but you're, ro- you're robots, mm-hmm. and a good r- chunk of the game is digging, like you're mining. And it is, uh, have you guys both tried it out? Or I haven't no, tried two yet, I'm, but I'm, I'm, played, I'm looking at it the, right now. But I played the crap out of one. It one. is amazing. Like, it yeah. is, um, I've put, you know, even having, you know... I have limited video gaming timing because I've got kids, you know, and they're all home because, you know, everyone's kids is home. <laughs> kids is home. Yeah. That's the right way to say it. It, it, it works. It works. Yeah. Hey, is this is this the game that, like, the first one and the second one are very different in, in like, what the game is? Uh, no, I, I think they're they're pretty similar. What what the second okay. one I does. I wasn't sure. Yeah. I, I had heard of a game with a similar title and someone was oh, like, yeah. SteamWorld so does that. They have SteamWorld okay. has different games that are all that, different kinds of genres. That's yeah. what it is. Okay, just making yeah. sure this is the one I heard though. Okay, cool. You bet. And it's um, you're kind of taking off like you're one of the robots. You're not the hero from the first one. The hero from the first one's gone missing. Oh. So you're kind of dealing with trying to find him and learning all sorts of lore about. It's a uh, it's amazing and, and like Metroidvania oh, is the best way gorgeous. to put it. Yeah, and like the pixel art is uh is fantastic. It's uh. And like I said, right now you can play it on Stadia yeah, for two months for free. And um, I would heartily recommend it. It's a fantastic game. Like, I'm having a blast with it. So, um, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, SteamWorld Heist is probably the other one you heard. And yeah. that's the, it's a turn-based, like, uh, um, like XCOM kind of 2D side-scrolling turn-based action game completely still in that universe but a completely different game i love it yeah sorry robert derailed you there no no worries no worries um just uh anyone who's listening like uh sign up for stadia it's free video games for a while there's lots of ones you get for for like a you'll get free with the two months give it a try it's uh it's a fantastic game especially if you're big into the metroidvania genre so that's me. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. And then the the other one, um, I was so excited about Roy, Rogue Legacy uh, 2 coming out, the, the news about that, that I, I got back in the, I, I blew the dust off my Vita, my PlayStation Vita. Nice. And I, I've been playing uh, Rogue Legacy through again, and it's just as good as I remember. It's a fantastic game. Like, uh, it really defined that genre of the roguelites, uh for a reason, because it was a very well-made 
game that uh, knew what it was doing and did it really well. So getting back into that again. I don't really think I don't think I need to describe Rogue Legacy to anyone, but uh, if it is, uh, like I mean, it's a whole genre of games now. But um, you play a knight who gets killed. Uh, spoilers. Um, <laughs> trying to uh, to, to uh, defend. There's a quest. I can't remember exactly what it was, but each time you die in this game, you keep um, skills and things that you've learned and plans. But you play as one of three descendants of that character that died, and they all have different traits. Some are colorblind. Some are um, vertigo. Some have t- like what they call tunnel vision, so the map zooms in. Um, <laughs> there's dyslexic. Uh, like there's all sorts of like hundreds of traits, and it just makes the game delightful. And it's uh, I mean, you can probably buy it for a nickel. It, it plays on everything from like uh, Vita to the like like the PC. I think it's on every generation, every console is generation, and probably one back as well. Um, so yeah, Rogue Legacy Vita. That's uh, my second game. Awesome. And I'll, so uh, uh, yeah. So Chris, uh, what have you been up to this week? So I, I kind of jump in and out of things, again, with the million podcasts and, and with the children. But um, I uh, I just saw that um, – I, I love the Jackbox games. Oh, I yeah. know that that's, that's not – you know, there's nothing hardcore about that whatsoever. But but I love the Jackbox games, and I um, had had a bunch of them on my Fire Stick. But okay. I, had heard, I had heard from a friend that – you can, you know, play them over Discord by sharing your screen. And had never thought of this. And with all of us being stuck in our houses, I decided to just try to do it. And now I've done it almost every night. Um, awesome. You know, and I just bought Party Pack 3 again, but for the for Steam. So that's got Trivia Murder Party and Quiplash 2 and Gespionage and TKO. They're, 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 they're a lot of fun. And so um, with my group of friends around here that all like live within a stone's throw of my house we've been able to get together and play and that's what we used to do when we got together for parties because you can do it with the kids around because the stuff that's you know in any of those games anything bad that's on the screen is written and my daughter can't read yet so (laughs) you know it's one of those things where it's like there's it's not like playing cards against humanity where you're saying vulgar things you know while you're playing it um so that that's kind of fun for me but also it's just good to get everybody back together right so i'm i I know that maybe i'm I'm hoping jackbox is happy that people play it together without all having to all own a copy of the game i think that's the point but Mm -hmm. um it's still amazing that they don't have something built in to just do that but discord works just fine um so i've been having a lot of fun with that um my daughter as i said on the episode of my show you were on is obsessed with untitled goose game and I am obsessed with Untitled Goose Game, so any chance I get to play Untitled Goose Game is a good one. And so we you, play that. You're among that? friends here. Yes, it's just a wonderful game. It's yeah. just a, it's very relaxing. It's like, it's like a laid back version of Katamari Damacy. You know, it's that level of like, what if we did this? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've been playing um, because I hate myself. Um, I've been playing Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy. Have you guys heard of this game? You, you That's like going from the most chill, chill game to the most banging your head on the monitor game. Do you, do you both know what it is? I don't oh, yeah. know what it is. Yeah, okay, not... so I wish I had done a link. So Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy, it, it, 
it seems like a tech demo gone wrong or like a dare that somebody <laughs> gave. But like you're you're a you're a I would assume a fully naked but at least half naked guy who appears out of a cauldron holding a climbing axe. And you take this climbing axe and your mouse control is to rotate and move in and out this climbing axe. And it's a 2D game and you have to basically use surprisingly great physics, even though they're mean physics that hate you propel yourself over hurdles and stuff to get through the course. Oh, well, Bennett Foddy, I guess, supposedly the guy is giving you like life lessons while you do it that are really mean spirited and just get you angry. If you played this with a controller, the controller would be broken five minutes into it. <laughs> it and it is, it is a riot. My, um, my uh, buddy at work, who's I think he just turned 20. Oh God. Wow. So yeah, my buddy, he had told me, I hate this game. So I decided to buy it for you for Christmas. Enjoy. <laughs> Cause he wanted me to feel his pain and I actually quite enjoy it. It's, it's a puzzle game, I guess. It's it's you know, it falls into the category of so difficult it's mean, but in like a you want to boot it up and show it to your friends kind of way. Like look at how yeah. stupid this game is. <laughs> and um and I love it. I love it. So I, I boot that up every once in a while just to see how far I can get and I can't get far at all. I see some and, images here of it and yeah, it looks ridiculous. I would awesome. highly I would highly recommend looking up uh, Donkey, I think his name is. He's a YouTube video. His review of it is great because he just live stream of consciousness reacts to himself playing it. And he okay. gets so angry. <laughs> He's like, this awesome. game is stupid. <laughs> Trying to yeah. do it. It's just not. He goes, why don't the controls work? <laughs> And to, to make it even worse, I try to play it with the touchpad on my Surface, which makes it even harder. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. can't imagine. Um, and then, be, because it released yesterday here, mm -hmm. I'm assuming that's worldwide, the 35-hour, yeah. what used to be the first, like, hour and a half of the game of Final Fantasy VII Reboot just came out. And I watched a friend of mine... Um, basically break down into nostalgic childhood tears sure. while playing it last night. And it was a joy. It did the same thing to me. It just, I don't know if you guys have played it. Yep. yep. It's perfect. It's just perfect. <laughs> awesome. You know, it's one of those things it's, you know, remaking a game and making it better. I'm not going to say final fantasy seven is a great game, but adding to the mythos and filling in and it, it 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 reminded me of like you know seeing a movie like Force Awakens in the theater for the first time and going yay they made a love letter for me and I'm so happy <laughs> yep. you know because yep. that's all right. that movie is it's just it's just it's just love we love you come back here's Star Wars have a nice day <laughs> and that's how this final fantasy thing feels it's just wonderful oh it's great that's what I'm doing right now Okay. On top um, of, I'm sure, any number of other games in the Switch that I'm not thinking of right now. <laughs> I, uh, so, yeah, being a console snob and, like, sticking to Nintendo and to my guns for so long, I really missed out on a lot of PS1 and PS2 games, and that's uh, Final Fantasy VII's one of them. Yeah. Um, so, me, I've been, uh, I gotta, got to play a few things this week. Um... I finished the campaign on Division 2. 
uh, which uh, oh you did eh I did right I did so I finished it and promptly uninstalled it because it's 119 gigs or something on my Whoa. hard drive yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> but uh, it was like at the 81 hour count damn yeah so that was a that was a good few weeks I enjoyed it um. Maybe if the expansion goes on sale, I'll pick her up at uh, the Warlords of New York, but I, I've experienced it. I'm good. Um, but speaking of experiences, uh, I finally played Nier Automata this uh, this week. It showed up on Game Pass, and wowza. <laughs> That's all I can really say about that game. Like, I, you know, you're, you're doing... Um, you know, one minute you're, you know, in the opening minutes of the game, you're flying and it's like a straightforward shoot 'em up and then suddenly turns into a 360 shoot 'em up. And then, you know, two seconds later, you're on the ground and it's a hack and slash and the camera's zooming in and out and it's going from 3D to 2D. And yeah, it's, but it's also smooth and like it's not jarring and uh, put a little more time into it today. Uh, it slowed down a lot. It became, um, a real RPG with like quests and everything. Okay. So, um, interesting. Yeah. Oh, this game is gorgeous too. Yeah. Yep. I've been, I've had like, I've been wanting to play this and it's one of those games that never goes on sale. And a couple times when it's been, the physical copies have been on sale. Something's always come up where, you know, I'm on my way to like, EB, uh, you know, EB games to go pick it up. And, <laughs> you know, I, I can't make it for whatever reason. So, I'm just happy to finally finally get to try it, and if the wait has been well worth it, I'm sure I'll be gushing about this for the next couple of weeks. So <laughs> nice. Great. Um, as I also mentioned earlier with the Exo suit update, I've put some time into No Man's Sky again, and that addiction's full on. <laughs> hey, I got nothing but time right now, just like everyone else. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was goofing around on the PC playing uh, Masters of Orion again. Um, you know, just a little comfort food game. That's uh, that's definitely my comfort food game. And um, I um, I remember that Lemmings is actually on, is actually on the the Microsoft Store for free. <laughs> and so I I loaded that up and played you know the first ten levels of that. I just love that game. I just so, love it so much. Is it like a and, remastered version of Lemmings, or is it like the original DOS looking? If it, uh, halfway between. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That game is evergreen. Yeah. yeah. I um I was so excited when um a version showed up on on the um iOS and Android about a year ago, and it's garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a pay yeah. to play, wasn't it? Or. Yeah. Yeah. So they borked that. They really did. And no, Rob, I have not played Fallout seventy six. No. Still yeah, not. Yeah. Still not, not going to do it. <laughs> someday, um, Ryan. We're going to get someday. you to that. <laughs> um, all right. I think that covers what we've been playing. So uh, we do a weekly poll, Chris. And uh, we we had our one of our site contributors, uh, Damon Harris, put up. I got him to put up this week's. And, um, you know, he had a vote. He asked us to vote on what is the best controller ever made. And, um, we had a tie for first and, um, pretty much a tie for second. <laughs> um, 
But oh, uh, wow, yeah, the uh, the two on top there were uh, the Xbox One Elite and the good old fashioned Nintendo controller, the old NES controller. That's I what I uh, can't argue with this. <laughs> yeah, would you? The, wow, the, is that where your vote would be? Or very close. Um, yeah, I mean, as as I said when when we recorded um our show, you know, I don't think. There will never be a, a controller as intuitive as the Nintendo controller because it was the first one really to be laid out the way that it was laid out. Yeah. Um, it, and, and then the Super Nintendo controller, you know, it makes sense that it is getting voted the same as the DualShock and the Nintendo Switch Pro controller because it kind of set the standard for button layout for the rest of them. But Xbox really, you know, maybe... A dual shock i would put a little bit higher just because it, it it's the first i probably put more hours in with a dual shock in my hand than i have with an xbox controller but xbox's controller just feels good yeah and that's why it's great to see sony's new controller kind of having more chunk to it i guess <laughs> i don't know if that's the right word for it but just more ergonomic yeah so yeah People i really I, like this, that elite this People makes really sense like that elite. this makes sense and one pity vote for the N64 control. Oh, that was you, Ryan. Uh. <laughs> oh, let me see the rest of the options. I wish I had known this was... I, I'm, I'm on this forum, and I wish I had seen this. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we remote with Nunchuck. GameCube Wavebird. Wavebird was the gold standard for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was revolutionary. That's for sure. The Duke original Xbox controller. <laughs> You know, I'm such a I was such a nerd at the time, and like I was so amazed by the Wavebird controller that it wasn't like an IR controller. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to to demo for my friends. I was living with my roommate at the time, and our TV was on the main floor, and we lived in a townhouse. And I would go upstairs, and I'm like, I'd yell down, I'm like, watch how I can move stuff around from up here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And so people, cool. I remember they, that. They didn't get the amazement of it, but. I did, oh. and that's what was oh, important. I'm, I'm really surprised, though, that, I, again, Sony, the, the DualShock 2 was a great controller, yep. but it had that dumb button sensitivity thing mm, that yes. they really hadn't perfected yet. Yeah. But I'm no. really I'm really surprised now. Is the Joy-Con the best controller ever? No, but it works. It, you know, and, sure. and that that's that's the thing. Like, I remember spending so much time with the damn nunchuck and Wii Remote trying to get it to sync and everything. Oh, the Joy Cons, the Joy Cons just work. And okay, so the Switch, yeah. the Switch basically works best when you're holding it as a portable system. True, you know, or to putting the Joy Cons into a thing to make it feel like a Xbox controller. True, but they work. You know, but yeah, having no votes for the Genesis controller, Genesis controller can just go on sand somewhere. <laughs> so many great games, such a terrible controller. Shots fired for Rob? the Genesis controller. You know, I, no, I, I love the Genesis. That controller, try using it now. Try going back and oh, yeah. using it now. Oh, yeah, I had the, uh, I bought one of the Genesis minis there. I have one. It it's was, cool. It was hard. It was hard. Um, the six button was better, but yeah, it was not. It was that. it was not a Super Nintendo controller. Super Nintendo controller was night and day above it. So, 
That's uh, that's it. Yeah, I I can get on board with that. Super Nintendo controller was so good that the the Dual Shock and the Xbox controller are basically Super Nintendo controllers with analog sticks. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, right. You bet. That's true. And then one pity vote for the Intellivision. I I wonder if Ira yeah. actually meant that. Yeah, Why he not? did. It was, Why it was not? Rev- it was revolutionary. Absolutely. Um. The disc usually stopped working about a month after you bought it, if I remember right. But uh. <laughs> yeah, anyone I knew that had an Intellivision had backups. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, so um, I completed your bad game challenge, the cheap bad game challenge today, Rob. I posted that <laughs> um, car quest, and yeah, oh, it was no. it was so bad. It was. It was a Switch game, so we we've on the this is our third week of doing it, Rob. Oh no! We uh we find these uh yeah. these cheap games on the Switch store and we go back and forth uh, challenging each other with it. I start out off with Preventative Strike, which um <laughs> is oh my it. It's the worst shoot 'em up ever made. It's, yeah, uh, if you if you really see bad. it for a penny on the store, there just buy it to see how bad it is and then just erase it immediately because you'll never try it again. <laughs> Oh, I've seen it. I have not played it, but I have seen it. Oh, boy. Oh, it is so bad. So I challenged Rob, and then that we kind of born into this. So um, so I, I took a page from your book, Rob, because I usually just go by the pictures and, like, see something bad. But I actually I found a game. It's called uh, Deadly Fighter 2. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, wow. What is uh, happening okay. there? <laughs> It's called Deadly Fighter 2, and it's 49 cents on the store right now. <laughs> and um, I, I bought it and tried it. Yeah. And uh, oh, you're going to have some fun. It's an immersive experience, is what you're saying? Is that, uh... You're going to have some fun. <laughs> How long after pressing the button does the game react? <laughs> you're going to have to watch a video to see. <laughs> Okay, excellent. That'll be uh, that'll be this week. I get that up then. Yeah. Oh, this is great. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Please oh. let this not be the last time you invite me on here because I'm having a oh. damn good time. <laughs> um. So this is where we usually start winding up the show, Chris. But are you uh, you good for time and stuff still? Or yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. So um. You know, Rob and I talk a lot about our gaming um, preferences and stuff we like. Do you uh, do you have a game that you're like a sucker for, like a style of game that, uh, like, no matter what type it is, um, you just got to try it? Like, for an example, like for me, bridge building games, oh. and, a, and especially like on the Switch, I've bought like six of them, and like four of them have been horrible, but you know, I'm still I'm compelled to buy these games. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a I, I'm a sucker for anything similar to Contra, Ooh. Oh, yeah. Metroidvania, or Mega Man. If 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 they're if they have that aesthetic to them, I will buy them or I will play them. Um, I'm also a big fan of first person shooters with puzzle elements. Ooh, okay. That, so like like let's just say that Portal One and Two. Were, mm. were game were like oh where have you been my whole life um because because again i i fell into 
the first person shooter realm way sooner than my brother. And okay. he still has a view about them that they're, you know, there's not the, the exception to the rule is a game like Half-Life. Not that there's a lot more games like Half-Life, which I, I know different. There's a lot of games like that. Um, they're just not the ones that get pushed. You know, there's no deep, you know, uh, box pushing segments in Call of Duty, for example. Um, <laughs> but, but um, you know, I've just always been a sucker for games that are um, like uh, untitled goose game type of games. The same kind of thing. If I hear that something is, you know, just a small company made it. You know, I'm very easily drawn in, like walking through a con and someone comes up to me and goes, hey, me and my buddy made this and we spent like 10 grand on it. Come check it out. I'm a sucker for that because I'd rather play a game with someone that I interacted with. Oh, yeah. You know, so if I see someone come on a show like this and I hear that they made a game, you know, I'm more especially with how big of an access there is to them now. You know, yeah, okay, I know that Shovel Knight is great. I know that Cuphead is great. I also know that they're made by, you know, pretty decent, sizable amount of people, and they're fantastic games, and I love them, you know. But if someone comes and goes, hey, I made a game like Cuphead, and I made it for, you know, five grand, me and my buddy, I'm like, yes, I want to play that now. Like, I don't, I don't even care how many bugs it has. I like knowing that there's bugs there because yeah. you made it, you know. I find that kind of thing really cool. Um, I'm also... Uh, really into platformers because they're so lacking these yeah. days. I, you know, I loved when Beyond Good and Evil came out way back in the Ooh. day. When I, because it's it's it was just such a good mix of a visual aesthetic of like an older type of game mixed with like you know the um, Uncharted kind of gameplay. Yeah, I mean the, the Uncharted, like right. I should love the Uncharted games. They're fine. You know, the Indiana Jones thing and everything. But all I can do is look at them and go, you made Crash Bandicoot and Jack and Daxter. I want those. Make me more of those. <laughs> you, know, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's I'm, – I'm a sucker for games that feel like games. Okay. So, I like I like ultra-realism, but I'm not a sucker for it. Okay. You, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, before we get too far along – um i actually i reviewed a or i bought a game last week that if you if you're a fan of contra mm-hmm. um I, I can highly recommend it it's called mech Extermination force i love the name okay so imagine contra crossed with shadow um shadows of the colossus uh <clears throat> what link yeah. link send link when this is over link link yeah link. it's on the switch and it's Link? from um you ever Mine. see the gunman Mine. ever see the gunman clive games yes yeah it's from the guys who made those <laughs> so it's it's contra with nothing but boss fights <laughs> <laughs> we can end the show right now if you got it right. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Yeah. i played shadow of the colossus too much that that game i go in shadow of the colossus are just so important to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love those games so much. Yeah. Um, have you guys heard of a game called Freedom Finger? Oh, I don't 
heard the title. I can't. It's. it's... I would recommend looking it up. No, it is not safe for work. Um, it, 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 but it looks like it is. That's that's what's funny. It's 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 a vulgar, nasty little game. But you play a ship. It, it's like a Gradius game, but okay. it's all like hand drawn. It kind of looks like Gradius if it was drawn by the people that did um, Yoshi's oh. Island too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you play a finger doing this. It's a ship, and this blasts your weapons. And instead of you sh- destroying ships and be getting their power up and being able to like you know do the spread fire or whatever, you reach out and grab the ship and then squeeze it to make it do its power. And you can punch. And the music's hysterical. And the game's really hard and a lot of fun. And I played it in PAX two years ago. And I just had to buy it on the Switch, and it's wonderful. If you like a good old-fashioned side-scrolling Gradius shooter kind of game. Oh, it's on the Switch. Yeah, it's on the Switch. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, I was so happy. It took them a year to get it out on the Switch, but it's on the Switch. Okay. Wow, this looks crazy. Noah Norris in it. Wow, okay. It's fun. With a capital F. Great, yeah. So, try that uh, one out. so okay, so that gives us a good idea of the type of games you like. Um, do you have a do you have a system that has like a special place in your heart that you Dreamcast? Just... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's Didn't the one. Okay. They, they all they all do everything because the the Xbox the Xbox 360 unfortunately even though it's a great system is just that system that I play Rock Band on. That's <laughs> um the, the so. It's funny, yes. The Dreamcast is the one that I went and said I need this, and the whole reason I said I needed this was two reasons: Soul Calibur and Crazy Taxi. I had oh, to yeah. have them, yeah. yes, and I had to have them in my house, and I destroyed those games. <laughs> but but then there was Shenmue, and oh, yeah. there will yeah. there will even Shen, Shenmue Two, which was great, and Shenmue Three, which I've heard is very good. There's just something about the time in my life that Shenmue came out, I needed that game. And so the Dreamcast has just always been important to me, but the NES is important to me because I won one. Oh, okay. Can I tell you guys this story? No, not at all. So so my brother got an NES in 1986. He was five years old and I was two. And two years later, I was four years old and my mother had entered our names into a contest at a local star market, which I don't know if that's a worldwide thing, but it's a grocery store. Okay. And they, you know, had to like tie into Nintendo and my mom got a phone call and gave me the phone. I was four and I got on and there was like a young kid clerk. Dude, you just want a Nintendo. You know, and I was like, yeah. I want it. And so me and my brother were the only people I knew growing up that each had our own console. Oh, you know, so that cool. was really cool. And it's because yeah. I won one, right? And I won, you know, it was he won the two controller with the blaster, you know, version of it. I won the single console with the one, you know, remote, ver- whatever, because he already had all the games. Sure. But then the Super Nintendo he got and me and him would rent games and just beat them together, you know, awesome. once a week. Um, So that had a really special place in my heart. But for my personal usage... The first console I ever owned that was just mine was my PlayStation 1 and Final Fantasy 7. I got Final Fantasy 7 and Oddworld. And oh, you oh, ever yes. play Oddworld? Yes, yeah, yeah. Oddworld was so good. And, and the reason I ended up with Oddworld is when my mother bought the PlayStation, the guy said, 
what kind of games does your son like? And she talked about the kind of stuff I was in. He said, no one knows about this game. He will love it. And he was right. But what was crazy is my mom, we used to go to my grandmother's house the night before Christmas and get a few gifts that were from my grandmother, but they were just gifts that my mother would give to us that night. So my grandmother could feel like she gave, you know, all the kids gifts. It was really sweet. You know, we all got together. And so my mom, not even thinking, just wrapped a bunch of gifts and brought one. But I got Oddworld, but had no PlayStation. <laughs> so I kind of blew that I was going to get a PlayStation the next day. But I opened I opened that package and learned the whole manual. I looked at, you know, every – think about, like, when you're younger and you just get something physical. And, like, you know, it's, like, up on my shelf and I'm, like, looking at it. And so even though I got a PlayStation in Final Fantasy VII the next morning, I spent the whole day playing Oddworld because I just, like, absorbed it. That game was so hard. Oh, my God. I beat it. It was it was it was quite 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 a time, but then awesome. the dream but then the Dreamcast was my unprovoked. I need this, and that that one has always remained. Although PlayStation Two was an interesting one because my brother worked for Suncoast Video. Did you guys have Suncoast in Canada? No. So Suncoast Video was. Did you have like um, strawberries or uh, Sam Goody? No, nope. <laughs> they're, they're like they're like music stores slash video stores, but they were in malls. Like oh, okay, okay, sure. F Y F Y, they all became like F Y E's and Game Stops. Like after a while, um, but but anyway, so he worked for Suncoast, and Suncoast was doing this thing where they started getting games in, and no one knew this was happening. And my brother said, "Hey, we got a box in." of inventory we weren't supposed to have. And this was two weeks after PlayStation 2 came out and no one had it. He goes, we have two PlayStation 2s in the back room. We didn't advertise it. They're not pre-ordered. He goes, I bought you one. Oh, Oh, wow. And I had had a PlayStation 2 and SSX, which let me tell you, there has not been a more magical time. I don't know what it is about. It's something about the color palette and the 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 contrast in SSX yep. there's still very few games that looked quite like that game in motion yeah you know, there's just something about the way it moved tricky that... tricky is like it's so unreal that game yeah. and i i've really disappointed when they went away from that whole like colorful world like the one that came out last gen the SSX man yeah it's, it was all right it like, plays very well, but it didn't yeah, have the same. Not even yeah. close. Yeah, Tricky is one of my top five games. Needs a reboot, like a, a remaster, like a good next gen. Just a such a good game and just so groundbreaking. Yeah, I can hear that song in my head right now. It's, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> run DMC. Yep, yes, sir. Tricky, tricky, tricky. So uh, you rock around to. Sorry. <laughs> so um. What uh, is there anything that makes you uh, you know, you're hanging out with the uh, grumpy old gamers here. Is there anything that makes you grumpy in gaming, you yeah. know, today or just in general? Well, or it, I'll say there were things that made me grumpy in gaming recently, but uh, like maybe in the prior generation, I think the Switch has kind of done a lot to like turn the grumpy down, and I think I think other consoles have kind of taken. Um, stride from that it's not just the switch it's just the online indie game market in general but 
I mentioned this before when we talked, but, you know, I felt like games became too single player. And I don't mean that in a I love single player games and I'm glad we're going back to having more single player games and not just games you log in online and there's no story and whatever Mm -hmm. else. What I mean is I think for a long time games became a very it's like very narcissistic. It's very like I'm going to sit here and be on my own and the only interaction I have with you is nasty because I want to be better and make you look like a fool Mm. and instead of the being in an arcade and watching your buddy do well on a game and cheering him on and I think a lot of I've seen now is games are moving back into that world the idea that no I want to be excited for how good you are let's plays have done this twitch has Mm -hmm. done this where you can watch somebody play and cheer them on and want to see them do well rather than want to shun them because they're not as good at it as you. And I don't know when it changed, but I'm happy that it's changing. And so yeah. that did make me grumpy for a bit. And, and and I don't want to blame a single game because I don't think there is a single game to, to blame, but it's just kind of the, it was a very cynical approach to gaming and gaming's supposed to be a, you know, an all inclusive everybody's welcome thing not some kind of gatekeeping entity to keep people out and so um you know the the fact that you know you guys have talked about games that would have fallen into that category before games like destiny no man's sky that easily could have been games that fell into that category but instead people are playing and recording you know them and their friends like doing well in it together Mm -hmm. instead of and, and i think that's awesome and so that's 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 grumpy into not grumpy, right? That's perfect. That's perfect. Well, I think uh, I think that's all we I uh, I had. Um, do you want to uh, tell everyone where they can find more of your stuff, there, Chris? So um, first of all, listen to this show because I'm on here now, and I plan on being on here again. Um, Absolutely. I think, uh, I, think, yeah. I think shortly <laughs> after this show releases, you'll be able to hear these guys on my show. So go find me. Um, I do four podcasts and other things because I'm crazy. Um, I do the the aforementioned Chipman Brothers Tangent with my brother Movie Bob, who if you've never heard of before, I'm surprised, but that's only because he's more well-known than me. Um, he's in Boston area, film critic slash video game commentator. He went as the game overthinker for a while doing video game shows. Um, he's notorious for his 3 million view review of Pixels, the Adam Sandler movie, where he he crapped on that movie so bad that the New Yorker actually covered it and wrote line for line some of the things my brother said, and I can't believe the New Yorker published these words. Um, <laughs> you have to see it to believe it. Um, he was also a member of The Escapist when they existed the first time. And, uh, you know, so that's the Chipman Brothers Tangent. He's actually back on there now, but that's the Chipman Brothers Tangent. It's me and my brother. Um, there's also Shooting the Breeze <clears throat> with 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 Chippa, but we use another word, which you guys <laughs> were actually on. That'll be the show. That's my show. It's just like the Tangent, but I have guests that, um you know, aren't my brother on. It's basically a late night interview kind of thing. More like this, just casual fun. The Talkbuster podcast, which is, I think, my favorite of my shows only because it comes from a world that no one really knows of anymore. It comes from the world of video game and movie rental and retail um, through video stores. And uh, I started it 
as an idea. I used to work at a blockbuster and I said, wouldn't it be funny if I made like a joke, like story series, you know, of things that happened and realized that'd be too hard to write and I didn't have time. So I'm just going to interview my friends that I used to work with. And it grew into, you know, people from Hollywood video and movie gallery and Suncoast and Best Buy and Disney World and, you know, all these people that kind of had a connection, but not exact. And it, it's turned into this whole other thing and people love it. Um, so I love that show. And then there's Creating Geeks, which is my most unique show. That's me and my wife talking about stuff from our childhood that we want to share with our kids. And if it's okay to share with your kids and like that parent and kid connection, we actually have recently started having guests on that show. We had um, a guy kind of a similar approach. He, he runs a thing called Engaged Family Gaming, which is all about gaming with your kids. But it's like a whole channel. You guys should check him out because I think you'd get sure. along with him just as well as me. Um, he's on Facebook. But, you know, we had him on. We've had Eric Vespi, who used to write for Ain't It Cool News back in the day, on to talk about his holiday gift guide, his geek holiday gift guide, which he does every year, which I think is amazing. We've had Gina Rock on who was the original, not the original, but the flying Tinkerbell from 1983 to 2005 at Disneyland. And she also, she ran away with the circus at 17 and then fell into that and now works for FEMA, like doing like disaster oh. relief. This lady's insane. Um, and it's just going to grow from there. We don't, again, that's the hardest one to do because it requires me and my wife to both be awake and have time from the kids. But that's been a fun show too. I also do a show called Hopped Ones. That's more of a patron exclusive thing. It's a video show. You ever heard of Hot Ones, the spicy wing show? You bet. Mm -hmm. It's that yeah. show, but with beer. It's an homage to that. I no. get 10 beers that are evil or nasty or weird, and me and a guest. Uh, what's cool about it is, as you know, like you guys are, we can talk forever, right? I put on a timer for five minutes, and we have to finish the little sample of beer and finish our topic and change topics every five minutes. Okay. So it works out pretty good. Um, that one's been fun. There's only two episodes up for people to look at, but Hopped Ones, I, I love it. Um, it's the hardest thing to produce. And I also have movies that I've made with my friends up on my YouTube channel, Chris Chipman, The Chippa. And um, I have other other things coming because I'm crazy. <laughs> you are a busy, busy man. Um, yes. we, we have enough trouble getting together to do this once a week. So, uh... <laughs> well, uh Thank you so much for being on, Chris. It's yes, been thanks. a pleasure. Great. And, uh, you know, uh, if you're interested, you know, every month, month and a half, we'd love to have you. That'd be great. Let's keep that a rolling invite. And same thing over on my end. Let's let's try to do this more often. Just uh, keep keep the email open and I'll, I'll send you my cell phone number, too, and we'll just stay in touch. Sounds good, man. All right. Well, if, uh, if you ain't got nothing left there, Chris, uh, Rob, you got anything? Or... Nope. No? All right. All good. Well, uh, thank you, everyone. This has been a, uh, a double long episode, We've, but it's been super entertaining. And, uh, you know, we're the Grumpy Old Gamers. You can find all of our original content at thegrumpyoldgamers.com. And uh, we're on Facebook as the Grumpy Old Gamers. And just look us up on uh, YouTube, either the show You Can't Teach an Old Gamer New Tricks or the Grumpy Old Gamers. You'll, uh, you'll find us there. And... Uh, other than that, hope everyone has an excellent uh, Easter, and have a good night, everybody.